calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious sh Welcome to the 78th episode of the 88 Miles Per Hour podcast, the podcast that goes into DeLorean to travel back to the past to give you all those nostalgic feels. My name is Max, and with me, as always, is... Oh, hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris. How you doing? <laughs> and our special guest is Andy. Oh, hi, guys. It's me. I'm back. Andy was with us on our Halloween episode uh this past october so he's filling in for chelsea uh, so we have an awesome episode for you guys uh we're gonna talk all things directors starting off in horror directors like peter jackson sam raimi steven spielberg Zack snyder but first it's one of our favorite segments what's up with you So, Chris, what's up with you, man? Not much, man. I've been working, been tired, but, you know, I got a PlayStation VR. Oh, how's that? That changed my life, dude. It changed, like, really, it changed your life? Yeah. Is it good? My, I heard it kind of sucks. Pers- uh, I mean, the quality of the, the screen on the on the eyes isn't great, but there's some cool games. And that's went, the thing that's, like, it's like the nunchucks, the Wii nunchucks. Yeah, right? well, you they have, have nunchucks, have? so you can use the, uh, the controller, just regular controller. But the coolest games are third-person games where you're like standing like in a mario type environment and you're watching like your your person from third what is it a third person view and you're like doing all these tasks oh, and stuff it's there's this cool person. game called moss moss yeah it's a mouse like m-a-s m-o-s-s and then oh, not like moss yeah. like more. but i went to a uh, vr bar and they have those things yeah now have you been to a vr bar Bar before Andy. Well, you just turned 21 yeah, recently. Yeah, I barely turned 21, <laughs> oh, so I've yeah. really been to any no. real bars. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've been to Dave and Buster's. So my friend got a new job, and we went there to celebrate, and uh, I was like, man, I need to buy one of these PlayStations. I, wait, time out. What is a VR bar? It's a I've, bar I've with I've never even heard of it. Have you heard of that? No, like, you're in college. So it's, it's called, like, 2-Bit. Like, yeah, but I'm not at, like, a two cool bit? college. I think that's kid. what it's called. Uh, my friend found it, and we went there to celebrate him getting a job. And is there, they like, just a have... cover charge? Well, you have to pay to play different things. They have an escape That's room. Whack. But no, it's cool. I have videos. I'll post some on our story, dude. It's whack. No, dude. But like, they have like, uh, they set up like a course. Like you're going through, you're shooting like zombies and stuff. You're actually walking through a maze and you have the computer on your back. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah, I mean. like when you're looking over like the ledge and it's <laughs> yeah. like a long fall. Oh, like, they, have, they have a fan blowing in your face. But even though it was a fan, so you can feel like the wind. So how much, how much? Does that cost? It depends, like five to eight bucks per game. That's not bad. Yeah, it gets expensive. Yeah. And then literally, you know, a couple beers later, I'm like, I'm buying a PlayStation VR, <laughs> and I bought one right there. You bought it there? Yeah, That's I bought it funny, online, dude. Huh? That's funny. Cool. And then uh, I saw Captain Marvel. I did too. I, I haven't seen it yet. Well, I guess. No spoilers. All right, no spoilers. No What'd spoilers. you think? I thought it was. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best. That's what it, I hear. It's it's another Marvel movie. It's another Marvel it's, movie. It's no better or worse yeah. than like Ant Man and the Wasp or like Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's like there like, are cool cool parts, but yeah, it's like it's not Infinity War, 
but it's also not like Thor the Dark World either. Yeah. I mean, it might be that old. one's not good. Thor the Dark World? That's oh, terrible. Oh, it's my least favorite Marvel cinematic universe. Actually, movie. I don't like the first uh, Avenger. I don't like the the first Captain America movie. I love that one. You like that one? I you don't you don't like the first Captain America? It's whatever. I love Captain the, America. The World War 2? Yeah. That's it's awesome. Right that's yeah. But we can't talk about a uh, well Captain Marvel. So you saw it's, it. Cool. It's okay. The entire internet is talking about yeah. Captain yeah. Marvel. So, so if if you've seen it, cool. If you haven't, cool. Yeah. Cool. It, that's what I feel yeah. about the movie. You liked it, cool. If you didn't, cool. Yeah. All right, Andy. What's up with you? Um. Well, since I've been on, the last time I was on was October. I actually directed my first short film. Boom. Oh so yeah. That yeah. That tell was, us about uh, it. Okay, it's called A Day in the Life. Okay. Um, you can find it on my YouTube channel, Pop Talks Podcast. Okay. It's on there. Uh, got to always plug that next yeah, product. Yeah, totally. Plug yeah, there it. you go. Got to plug it. Plug it away. But um, I made it for a campus movie fest at Cal Poly. Um, and it's basically everyone who loves The Office and Parks and Rec, which is everyone, um, will be into this. Because it's literally The Office, but in a comic book store. I've seen The Office There's... whenever Parks and Rec. Oh. Well, you know that style of comedy, right? Like the, yeah, the yeah I love the style. office. Yeah, my brother keeps telling me to watch Parks and Rec, but I haven't yet. That's good. Well, it's literally the office in a comic book store. That's awesome. Yeah, so we did that. We I felt... think I saw it. I saw it. Did you? It. Yeah, it was funny. Okay, like cool, like cool. the annoying com- like the annoying customer and stuff. Yeah, that, and... that was my friend James, yeah. and we shot it with the manager at the um, comic book store I work at, Jason, who is actually my co-host for nice. Pop Talks. And what was cool is that um, it actually screened at a film festival on campus, oh. um, and it won Best Performance. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yay! Go ahead, yeah. Well, so now, not to like build it up too much, but now it's com- it's competing nationally at a film festival in Atlanta this summer. What? And if, if, it's w- if it wins there, which is a huge if, right. but if it wins there, then it goes to Cannes. What? It goes to Cannes? Yeah, because it's part of this campus movie fest thing. That's a huge if, though. But yeah, that so are you flying out to Atlanta? I don't know. I, okay. I'm still trying to see if that's going to be financially. Uh, oh, like they don't fly you. Like how many how many uh, short films are there? Um, well, it's from all over the country. Oh, yeah. From okay. all the colleges. That Is there like visit. different categories and stuff? Yeah, so we're going for best performance. Ooh. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Best but... performance by you? No, by Jason. Oh, okay. oh wow! Won best performance. Cool. Yeah, it was so, pretty cool. But you are you wrote it, directed it. Produced it and started it? Yeah, and I'm in it, too. Dang. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. Like Bradley Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) But but only better looking, right? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I think he's still single, ladies. Oh. Oh, cool. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Me, too. (laughs) See, the me me that's in October that was recording with you guys is like, damn it. Like if you traveled back in time, by said, choice, by choice, of course. He's oh, just yeah, looking yeah. for the right one. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. We're all gotta get the right one. Hell yeah! All right. Uh, so what's up with me? Um, so yeah, uh, things have been interesting for me personally. Uh, if you haven't heard, uh, my mom uh, passed, so just um, been dealing with that. Not to be all down on the podcast, but, you know, just taking it day by day. But uh, one of the things that I've been enjoying um, is just spending some time with uh, a friend of mine. His name is Nate. And uh, actually, Chris went out, but we uh, we go game hunting. So we went to this, like, swap meet about a month ago with Chris and Nate and uh, didn't really buy much. But I, I just found, like, 
I think a PS2 game. I got a massage. You got a massage, yeah. Chris <laughs> got a massage at a swap meet. And yes, it's as sketches it sounds. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, this past this past week, I went to uh, Goodwill with Nate, and I found this um, Mad Cats like racing, like um, nice no, song. Yeah, like it, it's a it's a race car simulator thing. And uh, it's terrible, but um, did you play it's it? Fun. Yeah, it's terrible. Like you, ha- it, there's no sensitivity, so it's like literally one of those like old arcade things that you're oh. just like, yeah. So, um, but that's that's what's up with me. Cool. So uh, we are starting a new tradition here at the 88 miles per hour podcast. Whenever we have a guest with us, we're gonna play a little game, and that game is called This or That. The choice is yours. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. I think you can get with this, because this is where it's at. So, uh, here's the game. Uh, Andy is on the hot seat. And Andy, you have just one minute. 60 seconds. Uh-huh. Not one minute and 60 seconds. No. 60 seconds only. Yes. All right. Was that not clear? <laughs> well, I just want to make sure people yeah. that you said okay. one minute 60 seconds. No. That's a weird minute, way to say two minutes. Period. 60 seconds. <laughs> um, don't think about it. It's just this or that. Got it. Got it? All mm-hmm. right. Ready? Mm-hmm. And clock starts now. In and out or Chick-fil-A? In and out. Uh, I know you're into comics, so this is comics. Marvel or DC? DC. Uh, mountains or the beach? The beach. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Classic Universal monster movies or the Hammer horror movies? Classic Universal. Thanos or Dark Side? Uh, dark Side, but comic Dark Side. Okay. Uh, tea or coffee? Uh, neither. Hot chocolate. Ooh. Would you rather have love or money? <laughs> uh, love. That's the right answer. Right answer. Okay. Uh, reading or writing? Uh, reading. It's easier. Uh, <laughs> Batman or Spider-Man? Batman, but only by a little bit. Okay. Ninjas or pirates? Pirates. Zombies or vampires? Zombies. TV shows. Marvel or DC? Uh, Marvel for the Netflix stuff. Okay. Tacos or burritos? Uh, tacos. Alien or Predator? Alien. Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead? Night of the Living Dead. Diarrhea or puke? Uh, diarrhea. It's easy. It's easier to get away with. Though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. That was uh, that was eighties. This or that. It's easier to say. To, uh, it's funnier to say. I mean, diarrhea. diarrhea. Well, I, I feel like puke. Like you have to go home if that right. happens. Like if you're at a party and you puke. But like if you have diarrhea, you, you I I just fake like you're feeling okay. A good a good way to get to work though is if you tell your boss literally if you say I have to go home. I've used it like twice, two different jobs. For diarrhea? And you tell them, I gotta go home. They go, well, I need you. I have diarrhea. No. Get out of here. Here's the thing. I learned this from a friend. (laughs) I shit myself. I learned this from a friend. Whenever you need to get out of something, you just say, I have explosive diarrhea. That's the term. Like, they can't, like. No. No, they're like, well, let me see. You know? Like, how do you, like. Yeah, you you cannot. You can be totally fine and be like. No, I, I got to go home. Yeah, I, I had diarrhea in my past. Yeah. Get out of here. Go home. So for our listeners out there, if you're in a test and you didn't study, explosive diarrhea. If uh, you're in your tax appointment and need an extension, just yeah. say, I need an extension. And then explosive And then extend yourself to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. 
if you're on a date and it's not going so great, <laughs> just say, I have explosive diarrhea. Works every single time. That might be why the date is not going so great. Yeah. You actually do get explosive. How many dates have you used that on, Max? Um, none. I don't go, well, I was going to say, back I go on dates day. now, but day. like back in the day, I didn't. Well, if your date's not going oh, well with yeah. your wife, do you use that one too? Nah, dude. But then she'll know you're lying when you get home. That that's no that's that's my line when we no I'm just I won't go there. <laughs> hey babe, we should go home. I've got explosive diarrhea. That's how you get her home. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, she's gonna listen to this and um, I sound like an actual uh, turd right now. So I love my wife so much, and she was on our uh, episode last. She was our, on episode seventy-seven. That was cool. All right, so uh, moving on. So we have some news and. Uh, sometimes we do this, sometimes we don't, just depending on time and how interesting we find the news. So, uh, here's the news. Here's the news. Another action-filled adventure. All right, so first and foremost, we got to talk about this school admission scandal. Man. I'm Becky. <laughs> with Aunt Becky. So if you're not familiar with the story, so basically um, for the past decade, the richest of rich people in America have been paying this one guy to get their kids into like some of the top schools yeah. in America. So we're talking Harvard, we're talking Georgetown, we're talking USC, UCLA, um, Stanford, uh, Princeton even? I didn't I thought, that. I'm not sure. Okay. I thought it was one. Maybe. But. I know the ones I, I, I named for sure. So the scandal is, uh, yeah, Aunt Becky from Full House yeah. got nailed. Her name's Lori, Lori Laughlin? Yeah, Lori yeah. Laughlin. She, uh, she got nailed. So um, basically what, they, what these parents were doing was, you know, buying their way, buying their kids' way into... Uh, school by doing some crazy stuff so like they would like go to this like doctor and this doctor would sign off and say oh you know they have a learning disability so that their kids would have extended time on their SATs yeah, priority. Um, another thing was they would have these uh, scholarships sports scholarships to like random um, sports like uh, rowing and, and things like this and just so they could get a sports scholarship, but then once they got admitted to the school, they would like, you know, wouldn't participate. So it's it's this huge scandal. Um, the guy made somewhere like twenty five million dollars. So it's, it's pretty, pretty good crazy. business. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I want to ask. I, I want to ask you, Andy. You're in school. Uh huh. Um, are any of your friends there because they bought their way into school? I don't know. I mean, if they if they uh, told me, then that's probably right. why they're getting in trouble. Right? A lot of these kids didn't know either. Well, yeah, it was I hidden think that some of them didn't. gotta know. Well, I mean, they they had like proctors change the the, the test scores, scores, yeah, but, but after nuts. they took it, yeah. So yeah. these kids are getting in there. Uh, from what I understand, they're getting in there under the false uh, assumption that they actually were good enough yeah. to get in, um, which is kind of. Uh, I mean, it's really messed up because you're taking spots away from people who have actually worked hard to earn it. But at the same time, like when I heard about this, it so like didn't even phase me because it's like rich people pay to get their kids into nice schools. I'm like, didn't we already know that? They yeah. that? Like, it's called no. private schools. Yeah, yeah. Like, didn't they? Didn't we already know that like rich people do? Yeah, that? I, I watched something on TV today, and they're doing like a class action lawsuit 
against these schools. Oh, against the uh, schools? Yeah. I, I feel like this... I, I don't think the schools knew. I mean, that mm, if the schools it, knew, that's bad. If they... Well, yeah, they're going to definitely go and investigate this, but even if the schools didn't know, they're still in trouble. Wouldn't it be great to go to, like, one of these schools where they let in all these people, like, illegally? Um, or it, it, it's illegal. But, it's illegal yeah. bribe. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. fraud, it's bribery, yeah. it's... But dishonest wouldn't it be great if you were one of the people that were going there like legitimately yeah and then like you're not doing so well in a class or whatever and you talk to your professor and i was like well there's nothing i can do and it's like well i bet if i paid you a million dollars you would right. change it yeah. they would just, they, like they would just like put all of you they would just put you through school like just give you a's as like an apology yeah i feel like this yeah I'm, I'm with you andy like i'm not shocked but i'm like dude like i'm more like impressed on the guy's like organizational skills like yeah. he had coaches from all different um well, schools and like across the nation like how does this guy even like sit down and be like oh so you're a water polo coach you want to make uh two million dollars like some people just know how to talk i guess this guy this guy looked he looked funny i forget what his I haven't name seen is. a picture of him he looks like a monkey what's but, his name um uh, I'll look it. Uh, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, I got it right. No, there. but um, yeah. No. So Aunt Becky, she she went from Full House to the Big House. Yeah, she yeah she did go from the Full House. She, to the big I heard house. she can get five years. She should. And and what the no matter and, who they are. Well, yeah, and that's I I heard like some commentary was like yeah no um, this is really bad. Is that the guy? Yeah, that's the uh yeah William is it William Rick Singer? Yeah. That's that's two people with the last name Singer that are in trouble right that's now. That's true. Yeah, that's it's a bad true. time to have that last name. <laughs> um, but I heard a, a lot of these kids, like a lot new, but the ones who didn't know, they most likely will all get expelled. Even the kids who didn't know, so their parents. Well, yeah, no, I'm just saying. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'd be so just, pissed at my yeah. parents. One oh, because yeah. I thought I was smarter than I was. <laughs> And two because they did something so well, stupid. Well, it sucks for the people who actually like worked hard in high school oh, or yeah. transferred and like legitimately should have yeah. had that spot, but because you didn't have the money and you yeah. didn't have the connections, like you don't get to go to that school. Like that's lame. Well, yeah, because I never tried in high school, but I would imagine that if I did, <laughs> same here, I would same be here. really pissed. Right. Because right. That's a good point. I didn't. But you're try in school and, now, yeah. Andy. So yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess work. I didn't. Try, I mean, I guess I applied myself somewhat. Yeah. But not near enough to be in Harvard or. Well, Yale. if you would have had money, wasn't... it didn't matter. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess now. <laughs> All right, so that's our first story. Our second story is, uh, and I know I I did this because Chris, I wanted to hear your thoughts on this, but Andy, uh, chime in. Um, reports are. That Nickelodeon is reviving all that, and Keenan Thompson is going to be a producer of the show. Uh, I'll start with Chris. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Do you see me right now? <laughs> no, I'm not. Can't he's not happy. I'm like hand of the head. He's it's just another forward. example of running out of ideas and like people running out of ideas, studios, and just reviving something. Everything's revival. We're in the revival age. Everything I'm old not, is new again. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it in some aspects. I'm not okay with this. All right, Andy, are you familiar um, with all that? All that? Yeah, I'm going to sound really, really, really young right now, but I think this was a little before my time. It, it yeah, is, it yeah. is. I, I think it is. It. No, it's cool. For the for the Gen Zers that are yeah. listening to this podcast. Yeah. Like, like, I barely remember the Amanda show. Like, <laughs> I, oh, okay. wow. The Amanda, yeah. show, she, she, the Amanda show came around because she was yeah. on all that. Yeah. After all that ended. My, my era was Drake and Josh. 
That, that's what I grew up. Yeah, and that's when that's I was when like, I stopped. That's when I stopped yeah, watching Nickelodeon. Yeah. yeah. No, Drake uh, and Josh. I, I I've heard seen it's a couple funny. Episodes, it's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah. Drake and Josh is is a classic. And uh, Zoe is it Zoe one hundred one? I never watched that, but no. I was I watched like Drake and Josh and Ned's Declassified. Zoe one hundred and one. Yeah. I took one of the girls out on a date. There you from go. That show. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, but we're just friends though. Obviously, it didn't go well. My friend was on Unfabulous. Did you have explosive diarrhea? Huh? Did you have explosive <laughs> diarrhea, or did you use that excuse? Uh, I should have. Yeah. No, but it was more like just a friend hangout thing. I'm not gonna say her name because you know. She probably doesn't but, listen. To yeah. Me. Well, no, she she'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you guys off. Okay. But there's only okay. so many girls on that show, so they could just imagine. Right. Uh, I had a friend that was on on uh, on oh, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. So he. Yeah, I went to high school with them, and it was weird because like I didn't. My sister watched the show, so I didn't. I didn't watch it, so I knew him as. You just saw him as a friend, right? Yeah, and then like my sister was like, "Oh, you know who that is?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's my friend Jordan." She's (laughs) like, "No, he's on Fabulous." I'm like, "No, he's my friend Jordan." So yeah, it's weird having friends that are in yeah like stuff. So um, no, but all that is reviving, and from what I was told, or what from what I read, and what has been shared is that um, it's going to be an all new cast. Well, no, Um, yeah. And it's Everyone's going like to be, 50 now. But <laughs> but they're going to have some of the old stars yeah, come on. But like I was thinking, they did this for Full House with Fuller House. And it was like, oh, here's the original cast. They're all in the first episode. And then after that, they had the new cast. And that was like, I'm done watching. I, like, like I watched the, either. I watched the first episode and then episode two. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I yeah. don't, don't want to get to know these dumb kids. You know, no, like, yeah. I was just like, whatever. Yeah. So I, I think, you know. And and I don't think that they should have these new kids do old skits. But I think they will because like vital. They're gonna bring some back. Well, like you know, vital information that that had three different hosts. It was it was, was Lori Beth, Beth and then Danny Timberelli. Really, and then this other kid. Maybe I stopped in. watching at that time. Yeah, it was like the last season. I probably didn't watch it. And then. Um, no, I'm not okay with it. As you asked me. Yeah. I will okay. watch. I'll check out first episode or two. But is all that on? They should stream that, dude. That what needs to mean? be on like Netflix. Or oh, Hulu. the the old episode was Heck good. Yeah, I would watch it. They bring back Keenan and Kel. They are. No, they should. No, I'd be okay with old. that. Uh, S- SNL had a, an old Good Burger. Uh, an old skit. what? An old Good Burger skit. They did. Yeah, like a year ago. Do you know what Good Burger is, Andy? I do know. I've never seen we, it. We lost Andy, so we should move yeah, on. Yeah, he's like, all that. Good. So it's okay. Uh, Once we get to what we're talking yeah. about, you're gonna hear me just. <laughs> so that. so all that uh yeah i think here are my thoughts my thoughts are i think i think it should just be its own thing mm-hmm. um sure use the name but don't rely on nostalgia nostalgia you know yeah. nostalgic things because i'm like who's it's the a new audience? generation of kids we're not gonna watch it no like you know we don't have kids but it's i swear for our our if, age but if the first thing that and, and this is kevin telling everyone five minutes five minutes everybody i'm turning it off <laughs> Unless it's the original guy, then I guess I'm okay with it. Like I, I'd but if they okay have some other guy saying five minutes, five minutes. What was it? Um, was it Ask Ashley? Yeah, that's Dear me. Ashley, that's me. That was a good one. Um, that so was yeah. Amanda Bynes before. Okay, all before she went crazy. Yeah. So all that's coming. Um, I'm not okay. We'll with see. It. We'll see. Man. I'll see a trailer and then I'll judge from there. All right. Last thing, and I know Andy's watched this because mm. who hasn't this and. Who hasn't seen this? Um, and I'll start with Andy. Uh, the new Aladdin trailer just dropped this week, 
Adam, uh, I almost called you Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what uh, what did you think about it? I am so indifferent to this movie. Like, I, I'm not going to see it. You're I not going to see I, it? I haven't seen any of the... Um, uh, any of the Disney live action movies. Neither None? Um, Neither have I. I. I was not a Disney kid growing up at all, so okay. I don't have any, like, childhood. I was actually... I was. You had no childhood? <laughs> well, no. I have, I have no childhood, like, like memories of it. Right, okay. I, I have no nostalgia for it. I, I was a Universal Monsters kid, so, okay. so that's why when Tom Cruise's The Mummy came out, I was like, well, I have to see it. Right. Even I mean. though it's terrible, but... You know, like, but but stuff like the Disney live action remakes, I just, I really have no interest in. I'm, I'm if people are interested in them, that's fine. Um, I, it, it's just, it's not my thing. Like, I don't. Go so you have, that. you like, you haven't seen the Jungle, the Jungle Book's worth watching. I think the live action Jungle Book. Yeah, I've heard that one's really good. I haven't seen it. Yeah, haven't seen it. <laughs> he doesn't look like he has any intent. I know. Or he's like, yeah, it's good, him. but uh, he goes, Max, you're you're preaching the wrong wrong. People I'm just saying, like, I haven't seen the Cinderella. I haven't seen the Maleficent. I haven't. Have seen you seen the animated ones? When I was a kid, yeah. but um, I, I just I was never like a Disney kid. I went straight to superheroes and monsters and. Have you? But have you seen Aladdin, the cartoon yeah, one? Yeah, I have. Okay, yeah. and whatever. Well, I mean, it's a great movie. I'm just right. saying, like, I don't have the childhood like attachment okay, to it that gotcha. people do. No, for sure. Um, so that's why, like, when I see this movie yeah. and then Will Smith is like rapping, like the friend. What's the song? You got uh, you, not. You've never it? had a friend. Like yeah, you never, never had a friend, friend like me. Like yeah. I was gonna yeah, say. That. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's rapping in it. Yikes! Yeah. I, well, I was just looking at. it. I was like, it's his comeback, dude. Uh, <laughs> Big Willie style. Yeah, I was just wa- looking at it. I was like, I don't really. I don't really do you like care. the Toy Story movies? Yeah, they're great. Uh, I just like I said, it's I, I just never had like a. He just has no attachment. Yeah, Chris is having like a, a. No, I'm a, fine with it. I just was trying what to is, see. What does this Pixar mean? The Pixar ones are different. Yeah, that's what I was asking. I, I did see a lot of the Pixar ones when I was a kid. Like Finding Nemo, The Incredibles is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of like the classic Disney stuff. Just kind you think of. You see a live action Incredible movie. Live action Toy Story, dude. <laughs> That'd be it's really tough. creepy. I think yeah, it would be creepy. It's, it's called Child's Play, and it's coming out. Later. Then you know yeah. Disney's gotten desperate. <laughs> That'd be tough. It's just people with like puppets and just. What do you think about be... the trailer? Um, uh, I don't know. I, for me, it didn't show enough to. I'm like, I know what this movie's gonna be. The I do like that. Will Smith isn't blue the whole time. Oh, me too. I think it, they you know what you know what I was thinking. Actually, when I was like watching the trailer, I was just picturing Will Smith and Hitch, and like you remember that movie Hitch. I remember Hitch. He's a superhero, right? He's like, yeah, no, no, no the, the, the matchmaker. Hancock. That's, Hancock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just so, like to say Hancock is actually way better than everyone gives it credit for. <laughs> I saw it in the movie theaters and I hated time. it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hitch, the he's a matchmaker. You think you think you think it's worth re- revisiting? Hancock? Yeah. You mean like bringing a sequel out or just no? Going like me it? to watch it because I I was like I hated it in the theaters. Uh, I'd say watch it again. I mean, yeah. if you hated it, you're probably not gonna like it again. Okay. I like Hancock. I I dug it. Okay. I kind of dug it. <laughs> but I like. <laughs> I just I just love that within the span of five minutes, I'm like, right. oh yeah, Aladdin and the Jungle Book. Yeah, they're fine, but they're not for me. But then Hancock, yeah, I'm you're like, like, oh Hancock, <laughs> give me like, Hancock. Like, yeah. Everybody, shut up. <laughs> Hancock is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> there's andy for you um, yeah so no i i was like when he was like telling like his um telling aladdin uh will smith um, he's not the genie's will smith he's like yeah well the true point of you know but he's like totally giving a line and it's like the heart of the movie i was like oh this is this reminds me of, like hitch um the one thing that i hope they do and i think disney's finally learning to be like culturally 
not just sensitive, but like aware, culturally aware. Like I think they took like huge uh, steps with um, Black Panther, um, with Coco, even Moana. I know they had a like bunch of backlash, but overall, I think they um, represent the the island community in in a respectful way. But like, if they don't do the Middle East, like at least in a respectful way, because like the first one, it's like it's just like the American... like the only. Well, like it's American values in yeah. a Middle East context, and it's like the whole like I get to choose you know, who I love and not arrange marriage. It's like, well, that's actually going to, against yeah. one of the core things of, you know, whether you believe it or not. Well, they're still like, going to keep know. it a Disney-ish movie. I well, bet. yeah, I just hope they're respectful if they're going to make it live action and they're, you know, that's that's my only right. look. They don't want you to think about that. Yeah. They just want you to think Max, about you're the thinking too deeply it. into <laughs> no. it. Yeah. Max, did you like the movie? No, because there was arranged marriages and they didn't show no, that. No, if it's too racist, I can't like watch it. I can't watch it. It's cringy. So, what do you think of it? All I cared about was Naomi Scott. That's my girl. Is that uh, Kimberly? That's Jasmine. Kimberly, yeah. yep. Yeah. She's beautiful. I, dude, she has like a tan. I feel like they like really darkened like, yeah. this girl. Because, like, the first time I saw her, I was like, that's her? That's I literally, Kimberly? I literally, like Andy, don't care about the live action stuff. No. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, you haven't seen Jungle Book? No. Nope. What's wrong with It's you weird because, like, I'm the guy that'll go see, like, the fifth Spider Man reboot in a row, you know? Right. But then, like, the moment they're doing, like, a live action remake, I'm like, I don't really care. I don't but care I, for them because there's no point. But I just Same think, story. like, when it's animation, it's, like, it, it's made for that medium. Right. It would be like doing a live-action Spider-Verse movie. Like, why would you do that? Right. Like, or it'd, be, it'd be, be like doing a live-action Lion King. Why would... Oh, wait. However, yeah. I will probably see Dumbo. No, that Dumbo looks, looks bad. Good. Dumbo looks good. Look, that looks it, bad. Look, if I do go see Dumbo, it'll be for Michael Keaton, and it'll be for Colin Farrell, yeah. and yeah. Tim Green, Burton. And Danny DeVito. Tim Burton, that's what... Yeah, it looks yeah, good. It would be nice to see Tim Burton do, like, a... Like a, a Tim good, Burton movie, like, again. like a good movie. That name makes yeah. me want to see it. Hey, I, li- I like Dark Shadows. I need to stop talking about the movies that I like that are awful <laughs> because people are going to be like, "This idiot doesn't like Aladdin, but he likes Dark, Dark Shadows. Shadows." Yeah. Um, but I wasn't going to watch the trailer until I saw like it was showing like I don't know how the, on the thumbnails like it right. kind of shows little bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I saw Naomi Scott and like play. That's her name. Yeah, dude. Oh. That's my girl. Cool. So uh, that's the news. Here's the news. Another action-filled adventure. So uh, we have Andy as our guest for this episode, and we're we're doing a little different. Usually on our podcast, we have a nostalgic movie sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad and we just you know talk about our memories of it we talk about what we like about it does it still hold up but um you know as andy and i were talking about this new um this new episode a kind of different topic came up so we were talking just over instagram about all these like directors who are well known but they somehow started in horror and Andy, as you are a aspiring filmmaker and dude, like your film's going to Atlanta now and possibly can blow up. Um, I want to ask you, like, why do you think horror is kind of the gateway drug to cinema to, to, to film- filmmaking? Well, uh, I mean, 
first off, I think horror is a genre that, um, in terms of if we're getting into the pure business side of it, I think it's always done on low budget. Yeah. Um, the studios really don't care what you do because right. they know if they give you $3 million to make it, they're going to make at least $50 million back. You know what I mean? Like Even if it's bad? Yeah, yeah. Horror consistently makes money no matter what. Right. So if you get a low enough budget, you also get enough creative control. So that's why you get masterpieces like The Evil Dead, mm-hmm. you know, or, or Steven Spielberg with like Duel and Jaws. Although they were like this close to taking Jaws away from Steven Spielberg. Right. But you get my point. Because it went totally over budget. Yeah, yeah. But it, it just went insanely yeah. over budget. But, um... I think just the the creative freedom that horror allows is um is partially why these directors kind of get a chance to shine because I think um being a filmmaker it it's an inherently like this is going to sound bad but it's an inherently like nerdy pursuit you know mm-hmm. what I mean like all filmmakers are nerds because they're all passionate about film right. you know what I mean and, and me included but I'm just saying like you have to be really kind of like an you have to be really into this stuff you know and and that's usually um i've found if you're into one nerdy thing you're usually into like four or five nerdy things so they're so it's like adjunct so it's like even if their main passion is film they grew up reading comic books or watching twilight zone right or you know what i mean like it's the way stephen king loves reading novels and he loves stuff like that but he grew up reading like tales from the crypt and watching like the twilight zone on right. tv you know yeah. it's like all this stuff is adjunct to itself so the the fact that they see this as they're in of like okay well i can convince somebody to give me a million dollars for a movie which is nothing right it kind of lets their creative yeah. juices just kind of flow because there's nobody looking over their shoulder because it's such a minuscule amount of right money. So let's let's use an example. So uh, the first director that we want to talk about was Peter Jackson. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say Peter Jackson now in 2019, people automatically go Lord of the Rings, Mm -hmm. um, Hobbit, even um, you know you might go King Kong. So, but if you didn't know this, uh, he started off in horror and like his most well known horror movie is called Dead Alive or Mm -hmm. in. Uh, New Zealand. It was called Brain Dead, um, and this movie is honestly one of the goriest movies I've ever yeah. seen. Um, in Australia, I'm sorry, in uh, New Zealand, where it was first released, uh, the the this the the movie theaters actually provided bags really? so people could really? barf in them. <laughs> yeah, so we talked about puke. Yeah, wow. earlier. So it was. It's just so nasty. And basically, the premise is it's it's a out of this world like zombie movie but the special effects is so gross and so nasty they're funny um, though I like yeah it. i i introduced it to chris a few years ago or like two years two ago years ago um and you know when i told what i told him it was peter jackson what was your first thought i was like what the hell <laughs> it, it's weird though peter jackson has such a great sense of humor though. yeah totally and, and it's weird um when you see like what he's become in terms of like filmmaking in terms of he's like george lucas steven spielberg yeah. level i was actually watching uh, fellowship of the ring at my friend's house like a month ago hi tiana um and we were we were watching it and i i was thinking i was like they made this in like they started making this in like the mid 90s yeah and i started to think to myself i'm like 90s, yeah and, and and i'm not saying this is a slight to peter jackson but i'm like how did he convince people to let him do this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because can you yeah. imagine going from like dead alive to three 
shot back to back hundreds of millions oh, yeah. of dollars and, and new line yeah. cinema yeah. they they gave him like basically all their money mm-hmm. and and that um production um company was like it was a ride or die they're like mm-hmm. we believe in this project we believe in peter jackson and they were able to stay afloat because of uh he came because through. Of Lord of the, yeah because well, of lord of the rings yeah this was in that kind of era where you're taking well i mean we were talking that's the whole subject of the of the um show today but like i see we're gonna talk about sam raimi's spider-man yeah that's a huge movie like that movie people kind of underestimate spider-man when it first came or or they kind of underestimate it now when they talk about it because they're like oh yeah the first sam raimi spider-man you know that was kind of goofy no at the time it was huge first off it's a fantastic movie the first spider-man yeah yeah i like it was that like oh one oh two it's oh two yeah yeah Yeah, i was five years old and it was the first movie i saw in the theater i went with my new high school friend (laughs) i I was a freshman i still have the ticket stubs that's from cool. the first movie really? I ever saw in yeah. theaters, which is Sam Raimi's Spider Man. But it's cool. uh, but they were taking chances on these directors right. to like and giving them big budgets and yeah. kind of, yeah. but also letting them do whatever they wanted. Right. Which uh, I mean, within reason. But like you watch Spider Man, that's a Sam Raimi movie. Right. You watch The Lord of the Rings and like King Kong; those are Peter Jackson yeah. movies. Totally. They're not. They're not Sam Raimi diluting his style into a blockbuster. It's no, he's elevating the the material as a yeah. whole by combining it with his style, and that's. That's something I don't think you see all the time. You know, it's it's rarer than people would think. Oh, for sure. And yeah. and I think you're you're right. It's like kind of you look at Peter Jackson, you look at Sam Raimi. It's like you have no business like having these huge franchises or like yeah, well, Lord of the Rings at the time was this like no, I don't think. Well, it's Peter, like the most well known ja- fantasy yeah. novel, but in, in book form, but like mm-hmm. you know it, in. But to take Tolkien's, like, because he's brilliant. I mean, he mm-hmm. he made his own no. language and stuff to do that. And and I think Peter Jackson, he was a fan. And I think that's what actually is going to be interesting because with all this Marvel stuff, with all this Star Wars, like, it's cool to be a geek and with all these franchises. It's going to be interesting to see from, like, 10 to 20 years like mm-hmm. who's going to be inspired i mean you're seeing that now with star wars it's they're giving it to fans of the franchise yeah I look at david Tennant, who's considered to be like one of the best doctors in doctor who he he loved the character and he loved you know mm-hmm. doctor who growing up so it's the same thing mm-hmm. with like peter jackson is he loved this world and he was able to um take this franchise and and really take care of of it and and wanted to give it justice yeah i mean i mean this isn't like on the necessarily the creative side but like tom holland who plays spider-man he's a year older than me right so he was like six years old watching toby Maguire's yeah. spider-man true. and now he's spider-man right you know, it's it's weird because like uh uh some of my friends that are like a couple years older than me they'll say like oh isn't it weird that the 90s isn't 20 years ago anymore you know, or is the nineties twenty years? Ago? Yeah, it's coming uh, up on thirty. It's coming up on thirty. Yeah, yeah. But but you know what Makes. I mean? Like like my, <laughs> my, my parents always say they're like, it feels like the eighties was twenty years ago. Right. You no, know what I mean? And and you're starting. 30s. It, it's weird that like Sam Raimi's Spider Man is almost twenty years old at this point. Cause right. It's, it, it. I mean, maybe it's just me because I grew up with it. But like all these movies feel so modern, but it's also there's been such time between them. Right. Love and look time. and look yeah. where uh, superhero movies are now. Like at yeah. the time, yeah. Like Spider Man was a big risk for um, oh, Sony yeah. to make. Was it? It was Sony. At the time? It was Sony. Yeah. Columbia. Was it Sony? Yeah. 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 They owned it though, didn't they? Or not yet? 
No, no they, they did. did it. It was yeah, yeah. they did. Uh, I knew it was C- Columbia and Sony. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I think you know when it comes to like to to bring it back to horror, um, I think you're right. Like horror, you have to be creative because um, people get afraid and scared in so many different ways. Like what scares you doesn't really necessarily scare me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like for a touching movie, let's use like um, an example of like um, like Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a uplifting movie it's an encouraging movie it's like yeah the kind of you know immigrant story you know to and and that's gonna hit everybody on some levels on the same right your experience might be different Mm -hmm. and how you relate to it might be different but like when it comes to fears like one person can be afraid of the dark and another person could be afraid of bats, you know, or like, yeah. you know, so it's I'm like, scared of them all, dude. <laughs> you're scared of all of them. Oh, yeah. So it's like, fear is so interesting. I think like, that's why like horror is like so hit or miss <laughs> because even like as, as a film director, what you might feel as horror, you might feel as scary might not be the thing that scares your audience. Yeah. I mean, for example, like, um, I, I watch horror movies all the time. Most of them don't scare me, but District 9 freaks the hell out of me. Really? really? District 9 scares the crap out of me. And it's, it's not, not even a horror movie. I know, yeah. it's, it's a sci-fi, a sci-fi movie. movie. But just the body horror is the most creepy thing to me. Like, like just, when he starts to like change mm, into Yeah, the, when, he, yeah. when he's like peeling off his skin and there's yeah. like there's like the, yeah. the alien skin underneath. Or like Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. Right. That is the grossest, scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. Like it, it, that's the one horror movie that actually does get to me. So like, it's just it, that that idea of like changing, like yeah, yeah. There's something inside of you that's like slowly. Yeah, yeah. The idea. So like yeah. werewolves, does that fall line? Or? Not because they turn back. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> permanent change is what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, permanent. also turning into a werewolf, it's a little cooler than turning into a giant gross bug monster. Right. Yeah. You know what I for mean? sure. Like I'd rather turn into a werewolf because. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, werewolves are cool. Yeah, I mean it's like turning into the Hulk. Like it, right. it'd be kind of cool to turn into the Hulk or turn into Ghost Rider. But when right. you turn into this disgusting, like alien, like bug monster, that's gross. Right. That is yeah. gross. Yeah, that's that's what gets to me. <laughs> yeah, but I just I I think you know when it comes to to Peter Jackson, like mm-hmm. man, uh, well, I'm I'm interrupting my my train of thought. So like. Yeah, you look at Lord of the Rings and you're like, wow, this is like so majestic. There are some dark elements. There are some scary moments like in the Fellowship of the Ring where Bilbo goes like, let me see the ring, Frodo. And he goes like, ah! You know, that part like is still probably one of the scariest moments in a non-scary movie with like that and probably... What about those like beings in the water when they're crashing the water? Yeah, that's creepy. I mean, uh, what's his name falls in? Frodo. Frodo, yeah. There's there's some scary elements, and even like you know, Gollum has some kind of. Gollum creeped me out. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's creepy. He's pretty scary. The orcs and mm. you know you when were they're coming a kid out when of this, the, when that came out too, right? Yeah. When, yeah. They're, when they're coming out of like the the tree stumps and, and things they like come that. Come out ninety nine. No, okay, it was 2000, 2001, 2000, 2000. or no, two thousand one, two thousand two, okay. two thousand three. Yeah, they came yeah. out in three consecutive years. Um, but. You looked at like like Peter Jackson is super violent, but he didn't make this. He didn't make Lord of the Rings into a gore fest like he did with um, Dead well, Alive, except for the uh, Battle of Five Armies, the extended version. Oh, it's rated it's R. Like, because it's rated R because there's just this nonsense like twenty minutes of just heads flying, and it just felt like he's like, all right, it's my last movie. Like 
whatever. I'm gonna get violent. I'm gonna do World War <laughs> yeah. One documentaries after this anyway, so I might exactly. as well just blow a bunch of heads off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's Peter Jackson with Evil Dead. If you, I'm sorry, with Dead Alive. And if you haven't seen Dead Alive yet, do yourself a favor. Um, I actually try to eat ribs. Mm-hmm. One time watching it was a big mistake. Do not eat and the watch this movie. The lawnmower scene is my favorite, yeah. by the way. Well, watch it on an empty stomach. Um, so you, you mentioned it earlier, but Sam Raimi, uh, mm-hmm. Evil Dead. Do you want to give kind of the uh, rundown of Evil Dead for those who don't know what Evil Dead is? I mean, Evil Dead is like the classic horror movie uh, story of just college kids going up to going up to the woods and uh, smoking weed and then reading out of... Uh, reading. They actually did smoke weed. Because they wanted to look... In like, the scene? Le- yeah, they wanted yeah. to look legitimately high, uh-huh. but they had to reshoot it because they were all laughing so hard. <laughs> um, but uh, they basically go up there, they read from the Book of the Dead, and then Just all... It's like of- every other Saturday night. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, it's the most classic horror story you can have, and they resurrect right. demons. And oh, then, I can't do demons. Yeah, well, I mean, it just gets it gets crazier and crazier cause yeah. throughout the trilogy. Cause- I was going to interrupt you real quick. Evil... Uh, Evil Dead one or two? Uh, you mean which one? Yeah, which one? Uh, Evil Dead two. Evil Dead two. Yeah. Right. Um, I, although I think the Evil Dead is more inspirational to me as a, sure. as an aspiring yeah. filmmaker because they literally went up there on their weekends. They were college students when right. they made that, and they went up there on their weekends to do it. So, on like a technical level, the Evil Dead, but on just a pure enjoyment level, Evil Dead. 2. They filmed it in a weekend. Not in no, the weekend, just, but they would go up on the oh, okay, It was a film. Okay. It was a, yeah. it, was a it took them film. years to Okay, yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. wow. Film. So, yeah. uh, you haven't seen it? No, I'll probably watch it. But yeah, I'll probably we'll get scared. It. I hate demon stuff. I want to mm. review watch this and Dead Alive. Yeah, so, I'll do it. Uh, but yeah, we talked about Sam Raimi and Spider-Man, but like, there's certain shots, and I think really Sam Raimi got Spider-Man because of that classic Sam Raimi like, pano shots. And yeah. And like the... He, it, it's a classic example of like the filmmaker working perfectly for the material yeah do you know you yeah. know what i mean for sure and then even like you know uh willem dafoe's like green goblin like it's oh like, that's perfect yeah it's and, awesome and he's straight out of a horror movie too. yeah like he's totally. so creepy he is movie. creepy and and <laughs> it's I a think great performance it, yeah and even the lighting and well, it's like what, what's great is that you see sam raimi elements in it like the part where there's like they're blowing up the the parade and everything and then he like throws the bomb and it like obliterates them and they turn into skeletons and everything right. like that's that's straight out of a sam raimi movie that's right. so cheesy and fun yeah like it's perfect for yeah. spider-man why do you think Sam Raimi hasn't done anything lately? Like, what was his last movie? The Oz, the Great and Powerful. Oh, oh. right. So, that movie's... So... When did that come out? But Wait. he also, he worked on Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah, he that's did the great. Yeah. That's actually... Are you caught up on that? I own all three seasons. I'm still making my way through the first one. There you go. Yeah. Are you are you familiar with uh, Monster Palooza? I go every year. Are you going this year? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm tempted. It's Dude. like the same. It's the same weekend of my birthday, so I don't know what I'm gonna do for my birthday. Yet. Give yourself a birthday present and go. It's super I know. Fun. Well, there you go. Like Bruce Campbell, he's gonna be there, I and know. it's it's in my city. It's in Pasadena Convention Center, so I'm super tempted. I just don't know what I'm gonna do. It, that it's worth yet. it. It's definitely worth. Okay. Go on I'll go Sunday. with you. It's two. Uh, it's two days or three days actually. It's three days. Yeah. yeah. Go. My birthday's the twelfth, and then yeah. So it's three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. It's legit. Um, we're not sponsored by Monster. No, Pizza. no, no. We're just, <laughs> you know, Evil Dead, and I thought of uh, Bruce Campbell. But uh, yeah, I mean, without Sam Raimi, we wouldn't have Bruce Campbell. Think yeah. about that. 
I you mean, have what? That, that makes him a just hero. Kidding. Just that fact alone. <laughs> Never mind that he gave us two amazing horror and superhero trilogies. Right. And he did Dark Man. Yes. Which is a fantastic movie. Yes. That's something you should review on here. Dark Man? Yeah. yeah. What is it? It's me being a Dark Man. Huh? Dark Explain Ma- Dark Man. Okay, it. Dark Man is like a... Is like a it came out around the same time as like Tim Burton's Batman and the yeah. Crow and all that, and it's like a throwback to like old film noir and everything. It's dope. Yeah, I'll it's really it. good. It, a scientist gets it's Liam Neeson giving okay. the the cheesiest performance you have ever really? seen him give. <laughs> yeah. It is fantastic. I'm down. It's, it's a superhero good. movie. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but it's it. like really cool. like people don't consider it like they forget it's kind of a superhero movie. Cause it's I really consider it a superhero yeah. movie. He wanted to do it. The Shadow or Batman, and he couldn't get the rights to either of them. Which I'm like Sam Raimi. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, and I, I actually kind of like the Alec Baldwin Shadow movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for, <laughs> further discrediting me as a film fan. <laughs> like, oh, I saw that as a kid. It was bad. I actually kind of like that movie, but uh, can you imagine Sam Raimi doing a Shadow movie? It would probably be better. I can see yeah. Sam Raimi do like a, a Spawn movie. Yeah, that would be another dope. Spawn movie. Well, they are yeah. planning another Spawn They're, movie. Oh, I'm not surprised. I love Spawn. Yeah. Hopefully, this one's good. You didn't like the other one. Uh, I mean, in hindsight, I do, but I'd like to see an actually really good Spawn oh, okay, movie. Okay. Yeah. The, the cartoon, the one that was on HBO, is dope. Oh yeah, I that, saw that's a good, that's I, a good one. I saw that way too young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've talked about Peter Jackson, Sam Raimi. Uh, Want to talk Steven Spielberg? Uh, this isn't a Jaws review, but uh-huh. I know <laughs> I know Andy loves Jaws. Oh yeah. So uh, Steven Spielberg, I well, mean, he's known. You can't forget he, Duel though. Right, Duel. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, um, like, Steven Spielberg, he's responsible for, like, Indiana Jones. Um, he did Catch Me If You Can, right? Didn't he do that one? Yeah, that, that that's what comes to mind when I think of Steven Spielberg. I think No, that. I'm just kidding. Which one? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Steven, Steven Spielberg? No, I know who he is. Yeah. No, what but what him? comes to mind? Yes, he did E.T.? E.T., of course. Yeah. I love E.T., I think Jaws and I think Duel. Those are my two favorites. Jaws and Duel. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Steven Spielberg is great. But um, Jaws. I know you like or you love Jaws. It's so. my favorite movie of all time. Is it? Yes. Okay. Dude, look at my wallet. It's oh, a, let's see. It's all a right, Jaws so wallet. And he oh, wow. just pulled out out of his pocket a Jaws. It's a poster, right? Yeah. Oh, you got a lot of cash in there, dude. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thanks. It's literally all I have. <laughs> um, that's cool. So, what, what's your fascination with Jaws? Uh, I think it's the perfect movie. It is the most perfect movie ever made. Um, Explain. I'm sure fans of Citizen Kane will uh, disagree with me. Okay. I love Citizen Kane, but Jaws to me is like the definition of a flawless movie. It is the most exciting, just fun, scary. It just, it takes you, it is a roller coaster. And I know this is like, um, this is like a hyperbolic term that people, that a lot of people use to describe movies where they're like captain marvel is a roller coaster ride of a film you know what i mean oz the great and powerful is one fun roller coaster but it literally (laughs) jaws takes you through every emotion that a that a film can right you know it's got sad moments it's got funny moments it's got scary moments it's exciting everything the cinematography is fantastic all the actors are on point and then when you know how they made it and how close they were to just getting it all taken away from i didn't know that yeah, it was like one of the most troubled productions you've. Ever I heard about heard Jaws having like the actual animatronic having a bunch of issues, but yeah, well, I mean, like Steven Spielberg was like tearing his hair out every day trying to get this thing to go right. So, 
And they named the the shark Bruce, right? After his lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. What? Because yeah. uh, they named the the shark Bruce after his lawyer. But isn't the shark in Finding Nemo named Bruce too? Mm-hmm. As yeah. an homage to Jaws. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jaws basically is it's just, it's a it's a watershed moment in film history. It's it it what, what's great about it is that we're talking about how um you're giving all these franchises to people who grew up on them. Right. The 70s was really when you started to have filmmakers that grew up being film fans right. making movies. Right. So, for example, like Steven Spielberg grew up on all the cheesy monster movies of the 50s and everything. Jaws is just him doing that really, really well. Right. In the same way yeah. that like Alien is Ridley Scott doing cheesy 1950s Alien movies, totally. just really, really well. Like it, it's it's a, like an updated version of it. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying they're like remakes right. or they're unoriginal, yeah. right. but I'm just saying like Steven Spielberg grew up with all these monster movies, right. and then he just did the best possible one you ever could. You know? Right. So as as a uh, Steven Spielberg fan, and mm-hmm. we were kind of talking about, hey. You know, when you see um, Lord of the Rings, you see a little bit of Peter Jackson's violence or, you know, mm-hmm. like horror. You see Ra- Sam Raimi's, you know, touch in Spider-Man. But when you see something like War Horse or Lincoln for Spielberg, where's, where's his love for, for for monsters or horror in there? Is it there? Well, I think it's just he's he's more of a straight film Filmmaker. fan. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a film... He, he's, like a, he's like a film scholar in yeah. terms of just, like, he can do any genre and also i think um like schindler's list took a lot out of him like that was a really Mm. emotional uh, time in his life so once he did that and he also did saving private ryan a a few years later i think that kind of changed his yeah i mean i didn't realize he did saving private ryan i forgot yeah but i mean those are some um heavy films to make so i think that kind of changed his perspective on filmmaking because also he had conquered blockbuster filmmaking E.T., the Indiana Jones trilogy, Jaws, Close Encounters. Like, right. like it's like hitting home runs every single time. He needs so, to be challenged. Yeah, so I think he's challenging himself with more dramatic yeah. territory, you know. And and I know we've talked about this yeah. on, on a podcast, like, a long time ago, but we reviewed the uh, Twilight Zone movie, mm-hmm. and he almost quit directing because um, there was a death on on set oh, the, the, and, the, yeah. the helicopter accident yeah. yeah and it killed a kid right I think yeah there were two yeah. deaths in yeah the wow. so it was the yeah. actor and then like there was there's a kid and he almost quit mm-hmm. and it was just like I, yeah i think you're right like he had that and then like that was in the mid 80s and then like schindler's list was early 90s and saving private ryan was like mid 90s yeah like that's a lot of i, I think i'm taxing toll I, I think i'm i hope i'm right on i think i'm right on this he um, got the funding for Schindler's List only if he agreed to make Jurassic Park first. Mm. And when he asked them why was that a mandate, they said, because you're not going to be able to make this after you do Schindler's List. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, you're just going to be in a different headspace yeah. then. Yeah. So I could see... Uh, he's pro- He's just probably challenging himself with other... Right. Things. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen, like, The Post. I haven't seen some of his more recent... Oh, the post um, was good. It was. Yeah, cool. It was good. I haven't seen some of his more recent movies, I but seen a, a Spielberg <laughs> movie post, in a long time. It was depressing, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> that story is just like, oh gosh. Um, my favorite movie is Hook. Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone considers that like the worst Spielberg movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I don't know why. I don't I do. know what the worst Spielberg movie would be. It's not Hook. I will tell you that. I much. Don't know if yeah. you use I love the word Hook. Worst, but huh? 
He was never made a bad movie, in my opinion. No, I don't. Think well, so yeah, it's, it's, it's. I mean, not like one where you'd be like, it's cringeworthy. I didn't. But... What was that? Um... I mean, maybe Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's no, terrible. Not, yeah, I, I don't even hate that movie. Uh, no, I don't hate it. Yeah, you know what? I gotta be honest. It might be Ready Player One. I I really didn't you like, didn't like it. You didn't like it? I really didn't like Ready Player One. I loved it. Did you ever see it, Max? Did we see I it actually didn't. No, you know what happened is I was like, uh, I was listening to the audio book and stuff happened and I was like, you know, I really want to read the you book. You love video games too. I'm surprised. I know. I, I, this is like, this movie was made for me and yeah. I can't believe it. I still haven't seen it. But I wanted to finish the audios book. Do you see Bridges of Spies? Bridges I, of Spies? I haven't seen that yet. No, I heard that's not that great. Oh, yeah. the, the, the BFG. I haven't seen it. It's bad. Yeah. I was oh. actually, I was like, because I watched that movie I was like, this movie is not good. I was like, who directed it? I was like, Spielberg? Yeah. Spielberg directed this? I was like, oh, that's a um, you know what's a movie that everyone craps on, but is actually really good? What? The War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. That I is like awesome. War of the Worlds. I, I, I love, actually like that I love movie. War of the Worlds. That yeah. movie's not bad. That's yeah, a fantastic movie. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And, not, and, the, and that huge uh, set with mm, the, the helicopter the, that, that they still the have airplane? in Universal. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Not helicopter. Airplane. Yeah. Not not to bring the, the, the show on, on a downer note, but you watch that movie, and then you realize that it's only four years after 9-11. And it gives it a whole other perspective, right. too. Because that movie is basically like an, a giant 9-11 allegory. Yeah. Right. To the point where, like, the girl in it, I think, isn't it Dakota Fanning? Yeah. Yeah. It she, is Dakota she, Fanning. She's, like, screaming, is it the terrorists? Like, that, that right. movie is, like, the first. Because um, science fiction yeah. is always a parallel of real-life events. So I, I always see, like, War of the Worlds was, like, the first. Maybe not the first, but it was right at the cusp of, like, dealing with 9-11 in a fictional sense yeah do you know what i mean right like, like the ptsd from it yeah and yeah, so no, or, or, and, yeah and and you watch that movie and if you watch it, it in the context when that came out yeah. i didn't realize yeah yeah you watch it in the context of how close it was to the actual event and it's so much darker and i'm like okay this is actually kind of like a ballsy movie yeah. in terms of just like the fact that he went that dark and realistic with it that close to the event um, it gives you kind of a whole. And new it's got Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise just sells he's, it. He's he just good. Sells yeah, it. he was good he's, in that movie. He's really good yeah. in that movie. As the dad, and I just remember yeah. that scene where like his teenage son's like leaving, and like get back here. Yeah, and he's got the daughter's like get back, and he has to like choose. Do it's I, actually really dramatic. Do I let him go? Yeah, yeah. Do I let my teenage son go? Or you know, what I don't do watch I do? that movie now. I, I love that movie. Down. I think the fact that it doesn't have a super strong like action oriented ending is probably what drove a lot of people away but right. that's fine with me right. i don't care that movie has some great action sequences yeah. in it that was good and the first yeah. one's good too oh the 50s one yeah oh that's one of the best i never yeah. saw that <laughs> yeah. I, knew, yeah. I knew it was a remake but no it's super good i saw it when i was a kid yeah. see that it's like war of the worlds and the day the earth stood still it's like but but the remake of the the what the Keanu reeves was just eh, not as good but War of the Worlds, that remake's actually pretty solid. We're probably yeah. going to see another one in about 15 years. 10. War of the Worlds? War of the Worlds. Oh, well, it's, like, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or Invasion of the Body Snatchers. or It's just one of those stories that always comes back for a new right. generation. Like, it's just going to happen. A movie that comes once in a generation. No, like, really, it comes yeah, once yeah. in a generation. Every generation has their <laughs> yeah. version of this story. Uh, and then, of course, Steven Spielberg, and we talked about this on episode 73, but uh, Poltergeist, where, you know, he's not 
deemed the director, but everyone says. But he, he is the director. It's basically a Spielberg yeah. movie. Yeah, and he, uh-huh. only because he wasn't allowed to direct two movies at once. It was um, E.T. was doing it at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we've talked Peter Jackson, Sam Raimi, Steven Spielberg. Those are like the three main ones that we, we needed to talk to. Mm-hmm. But is there any other... Uh, directors that come to mind for you. Well, there's uh, there's Zack Snyder with the Dawn right. of the Dead let's remake. Ta- let's talk about yeah, because Zach- I I feel like actually that's probably his best movie. Uh, I would say I, I love Man of Steel. Do you? But, but okay. I won't argue with okay. that either. Like um, I'm like Dawn of the Dead. Like because at the time he was kind of a nobody. Well, he he was like a music video director. Yeah. Which is how that's a lot right. Of, that's which right. Which is how that's a lot right. of people his age started. Yeah. Um, like in that kind of age range, that's how a lot of them started. But Dawn of the Dead is a fantastic, fantastic that's update great. of that story. It's kind of scandalous, but I would almost put it like neck and neck with the original. Yeah, that is scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I won't. You I won't argue him. it. You it's, it has him. its own charm. It has its own thing. That's what I like about it because yeah. it has its own story. It has its own. It's got rules. Ving Rains in it. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's good, and they yeah. and they introduced the running zombies, and I think mm-hmm. that like he actually changed the game because like well, twenty eight days later did it first. Twenty eight days later, yeah. What did they? The what? what twenty eight days later was two thousand three. Dawn of the Dead was two thousand four. Okay. In case you were wondering why you were saying I was single earlier, it's because I'm, this is how into <laughs> okay. this stuff I am. I was, I'm I, single too. You know what? Yeah. You know what I thought? I thought Dawn of the Dead was two thousand three. But it came out 2004. That makes sense. Yeah. I was in eighth grade. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was too young to see it at the time. Yeah. yeah. 20 Days Later. 28 Days. Yeah, I love that movie. Danny Boyle. There's Danny Boyle. One. Hey, yeah. Boyles. There you go. Hey. Nice. Yeah. Danny I recently just saw 20. 28 Days Later. What? Like, this past Halloween. You just saw it? Like, this time? year. Yeah, last yeah, year. That's good. It, it turns... I mean, I wanted to talk about Don the Dead, but like, 28 Days Later... I like it. It's such a uh, social commentary, which I love. I mean, that's mm-hmm. all zombie movies are. Yeah, it's just be. an allegory for yeah. society going down the toilet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Zack Snyder. Fun fact. So Zack Snyder, his kid. Um, shoot, what is his name? <laughs> Eli. Eli. Thank yeah. you. So he was our ball boy for football. Uh-huh. Really? Um, yeah. So his, Eli's stepdad was my football coach so uh-huh. he was like our ball boy and stuff and then um we i like we found out that he was Zack snyder's kid we're like oh snap you know um but like we saw him in 300 because mm-hmm. like i saw that movie with like 12 of my football friends and mm-hmm. like <laughs> talk about a movie to see with, like in a giant pack of just like over the top testosterone you know, filled men yeah and, and being boys. at 16, 17, yeah. we're already like, it was like, I think we did it on like our uh, bye week. So we're like, you're walking through the mall. Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. But we see him, right? And uh-huh. we He's in the beginning of the movie where uh, he's like um, young Leonidas and he's going down. And we're like, Eli! <laughs> Eli! So um, he actually, he became, I think, the quarterback for uh, my high school. But it was just funny seeing snacks. Zack Snyder just walking around my old high school and did he hook the team up? They had these, he actually, um, they had all these extra, um, football equipment and gear from, um, Dark Knight Rises. Really? Yeah. And so he donated them to the, that's cool. To the football team. So yeah, it was, it was, it's cool. It's a little tie in to Zack Snyder. He's 
you know, his kids went to my high school, so he seems like one of the nicest directors. Oh, working dude, in Hollywood he's super today. nice. Yeah, he's he's like really short. I was like, I'm like five six, five six and a half, and I'm like, oh, he's short. You know, he's, he's short super. You. He's super ripped though. Yeah. yeah, no, he's like Jack. So it was just funny. Like I was seeing my coach just walking side to side with like Zack Snyder, and I'm like, huh, that's cool. You never took a picture with him? No, it wasn't like that. It was just like you know, Zack Snyder. You know, just. There's Zack Snyder. He's cool. He was good. He's doing a Army of the Dead for Netflix. Is he really? Yeah, he's doing a sequel to Dawn of the Dead for Netflix, huh. which I'm actually really excited. That. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to see. Yeah, it'll be a movie that's coming out either this year or next year. There's so many. See, here's the thing with Netflix, and this is totally side tangent, but like, I feel like they don't know how to promote, or it's just like they just. Something falls. They never really do, right? Well, like they make a well, movie, um, mo- it a falls, it falls through production, and they're like Netflix will just snatch it up and mm-hmm. release it. So, well, Martin Scorsese's The Irishman is going to be a Netflix. Movie. Oh, I know. I'm yeah. really looking forward to well, that. For that one. What's nice is I get to watch it in my own home without people crinkling their stupid bags or talking or <laughs> oh, being on their phone. I love going. I, to I, I love the theater too, yeah. but like. If it's a new Scorsese movie, like I want to watch it. Right. Yeah. I don't need I don't need people like being on their phones or like totally. talking to talking to their or friends. Or, or yeah, yeah. Okay, so we talked uh, Zack Snyder. Any other directors? I mean, you can kind of put Ridley Scott in there. Yeah, that was his second movie. Was Alien? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also he sh- he should stop making Alien movies. Um, I like Covenant, but I can't disagree with you. Like. I wanted to like it more than I did, uh-huh. and I was just like, have you ever watched a movie where you're like, man, I really want to like this, I really want to like this, when is it the point where I'm going to yeah. like this? Well, speaking yeah, of I Zack Snyder, that. Batman v Superman. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, when am I going like to like this? When am I going to like this? I want to yeah. like this. And that was like, for me, for Covenant, because I thought the idea of having couples, mm-hmm. like, in space, and then like, the freaking alien coming, I was like, yes, that's awesome, but I feel like they didn't play on those dynamics enough for me and i was just like that's a blown opportunity and i it, really wanted to see more out of this like the the kind of couple and the married dynamics and what's kind of disappointing know. about that movie in prometheus is that they had they try to tackle these like super heavy themes of like right. god like who god is and right. how he creates humanity and how he's turned on it and did you know that like in canon in the alien universe the reason that the you know the engineers the big blue right. yeah, 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 yeah. the reason they want to um, exterminate life on Earth is because they sent a engineer down to planet Earth to show them how to live correctly right mm-hmm. and they crucified the engineer and that right. engineer is Jesus Christ well so in canon in the alien universe Jesus Christ was actually <laughs> a an really engineer, which I mean as dumb as it sounds for everything they're going for right. I'm on board with that. Like right. that sounds like kind of a cool idea. Right. If they, you might want to explain that, though, right? And it's know? kind of convoluted how they explain yeah. it. Well, like what I loved about Alien Covenant was like, dude, I when Alien Covenant was coming out, I went hardcore into like all of the behind the scenes stuff okay. and all of the footage, yeah. and and how they were telling the story. And I love the idea of like of of like these astronauts are searching for paradise mm-hmm. do you know what i mean right, right, right. Uh, like because there's multiple tiers of like theme right. of you know thematic elements i love they're basically searching for a hospitable planet they're yeah. searching for paradise yeah they get to it and they realize that god is there right but he's turned on you right you know what i mean and and in and using 
this black goo and everything, he's created basically a, like the closest thing we have to like a living demon, which is the xenomorph. Yeah. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And and those like religious themes that like mm. run through it and like Michael Fassbender is like he was created by humanity, but he's more right. advanced than them. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you actually explain this, right. This would be awesome. Right. You know what I mean? I like the... It's just really convoluted. I just wonder yeah. if, like, Ridley Scott was, like, you know, he made Alien, and then he's like, you know what would be cool? And then he's like, you know, maybe he dove into religion a little bit, you know? Well, that's, that's something that like... goes through Blade Runner. Right. You know, where, the, where like, he gets um he gets the nail through the hand, Rutger Hauer that's true, and everything. Yeah. Like, Ridley Scott has a lot of heavy religious stuff. Yeah. It's just... I don't know if he's... I, I, I don't know if he's, like, hit the George Lucas phase where it's just, like he's grown out of the franchise that he started yeah. in right. terms of like it's now time to let younger people take over like neil blomkamp was supposed to do his alien sequel i didn't know that he's the, he's the guy who did district nine right 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 he was supposed to do an alien sequel that brought back sigourney weaver and it was going to be a direct sequel to aliens so it would really be like, yeah he was going to basically redo alien three with sigourney weaver and michael bean was going to come back yeah. and i'm like do that just do that. So, uh, to stay on the topic, and I think we'll end on this, is uh, we talked to Aliens, mm-hmm. James Cameron. James yeah. Cameron. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah. Piranha I mean, 2. Piranha 2, but also Abyss is kind of, it's it's sci-fi, but there's some dark elements to it. The first Terminator is kind of a slasher movie. That's, yeah, yeah. That and even, like, if you think about it, like, the Terminator, just that, that the image of someone stalking you, like, that mm-hmm. is a killer that is a monster yeah you know he won't sleep he won't eat he's just stalking to kill you so and until he runs for governor of california yeah. <laughs> yeah so i mean we've talked peter jackson sam raimi steven spielberg uh we need some women up in here well we need some like some women horror film directors well i mean like jennifer kent did yeah the the babadook that's one of That's the scariest right. movies I've right. ever seen. That that again, we're talking horror movies that get to me. The Babadook gets to me. What's great about that movie is it's is it's all about depression. Right, depression like, yeah. and yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. The Babadook I, is great. I wanted to be scared. Once I realized what it was, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this isn't a horror movie. This is more of a thriller. But it's not even yeah. like a category. It is a expression of what depression mental illness yeah you know and that's what's scary about right because if you look back on it she Mm. her throughout the uh movie she has smear marks on her arms of the babadook so you could actually see yeah i have to go back and watch it yeah like if you it's like really subtle but like on her arms it's the same charcoal that she she drew the do that kid anyways so (laughs) we talked peter jackson sam raimi steven spielberg um classic directors well-known directors award-winning directors that first started off in horror mm-hmm. um andy we needed to have you on this sh- on this podcast for this mm-hmm. episode hopefully one day you know 20 years from now we'd be like remember when andy was yeah, on remember our show. yeah yeah, yeah. Thank you on my guys for me. yeah, yeah definitely. of course um so i think we need to revisit this but instead of directors actors i'm down jennifer aniston Leprechaun. Oh. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Jack Nicholson, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yeah, yeah. No Little Shop. He was Clint, Little Shop Clint Eastwood, of Revenge of the Creature. It's true. Yeah, we can go on and on. So, uh, dude, you just got uh, huh? a little uh, 
history lesson in oh, thank you. filmmaking. Thank you. Was thank cool? you, guys. Yeah? Yeah. It was yeah. fun. It was, you learned a lot? I did. Cool. Uh, Andy, is there anything you want to promote, plug? Uh, no, just check out the Pop Talks podcast. It's on YouTube. It's all you got to type in is Pop Talks podcast, and you'll find my uh, short film there, A Day in the Life. So what do you guys usually talk about on the podcast? Uh, usually comic books and comic book movies and all that kind of stuff. So it's awesome. it's very it's a very nerdy podcast. Great. Are you guys going to talk about uh, Cat Marvel? Um, it depends on if... Uh, we get enough people that have seen it okay because it's already been out for like a week yeah so we might do like a maybe an end game thing and do like a whole marvel cinematic and you, and you work at it's called um jpm comics jpm right? yeah yeah right across I there. from uh donut man mm-hmm. yeah route 66 right across from the donut man i work there we record the podcast there that's where i made the movie me and jason you know, what, what i like about your store is you guys have like usually stuff that sells out everywhere else like Oh yeah, you're usually the ones that have it. I'm like, I'm looking for this thing, hasn't sold out. I'll go to JP. It's it's. Have uh, you gone there? Yeah, I've been a couple times. Well, I used oh, to cool. I used to live in the area when I went to college, so yeah. that was like my local comic book store. But All right. it's kind of a drive. I'll go there for Donut Man. You know, Donut Man. I'm down for comics. donuts. Yeah, donut so, and comic books. Yeah. that's a. That's and you guys have it. a great uh, back issue log. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot cool. of back issues. Too. So if you're in Southern California. Check it out. JP, JPM, right? Yep, JPM Comics. Yep. All right, cool. Well, thanks, Andy, for being with us. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's great hey, to be hey. back. We love having you on the show. Thank Chris, you. Chris, should we give a little teaser of what we're uh, reviewing for next episode? Just you and me. A little tease? A little tease. Tease them. Tease them. Alrighty Alrighty then. then. Alrighty <laughs> then. All right, so uh, episode 78. We are going back into the DeLorean and travel back to the future.